What's up? I'm Frank. This is Tom. And, and this, this is, is the, the Frank, Frank and Tom, Tom Show. Yeah. Please listen. I have nothing to say. Hello, everybody. Hello. It's October 11th. Sunday. Sunday morning. We're up. We got our coffee. And we're ready to tell you some stories. And talk to you about some things. We we have some stuff to say today. For sure. Right on. First off, it's a beautiful morning. <laughs> it is the most beautiful morning. The Blue Jays are out. I like to uh, spread seed on my deck. Um, get your mind out of the gutter, okay? I go to the, the uh, Home Depot and I buy seed. Bird seed. Bird seed. I should have been more that's, specific. That's interesting. Yeah. No, it actually kind of drives Tara crazy. She's like, Frankie, there is seeds everywhere. Because I just scatter them about like the guy from from Home Alone. You don't have like a bowl you know, for them to sp- spread and salt tray for them. randomly uh, shoveling a sidewalk. What the hell was that guy doing, Tom? In Home Alone? Yeah, well, he was just shoveling sidewalks, wasn't he? Yeah, you like to help people. You're like not. Retired. Oh, okay, just that's right. It was just to be nice. Yeah, he shoveled the, dry, the sidewalks and then he salted them. Was it explained? No, it's just kind of. <laughs> Did he explain that uh, to McCauley? Kind of figured that's what's going on. McCauley. All right. He ends up helping McCauley, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, they were like best friends. He's a creepy old man in the neighborhood that everybody said was like a, a murderer or something like that, but he was really a nice, gentle old man. Doesn't he take out Danny DeVito with like a baseball bat swing with that shovel? Probably. Or was it the taller guy? I don't know. Anyways, well, it wasn't Danny DeVito. It was Joe Pesci. Yeah. <laughs> Same thing. I think a lot. Okay, so along with the positive message we're trying to go with, you know, um, I can kind of like this all good news push. You know, or, or it's not all bad news push. Uh, and, and, you know, let's uh, stick with a positive message and things like that. Um, I have asked Tom to share a story that's pretty damned epic. Um, Tom has been through some things in his life that, that are pretty outstanding um, as far as, um, you know, being knocked down, getting back up and uh, facing adversity and, uh, you know, yeah, you know, he'll he'll explain it more, but I've also asked a couple of other guests to share similar stories and we're going to try to link them all together and and try to um really show you guys how there there's positive outcomes out there and one of my favorite ways I don't know about you Tom, but I love to listen to people's stories who have been through shit way worse than me because it really puts me in my place, man. I was you know, I like like everybody else, sometimes I'm like, oh, maybe I had a bad childhood or maybe things were a little rough for me. And then you hear something else or you hear somebody that was like straight up abandoned when they were like a certain age or, you know, like certain abuses people face and all these other things. And, you know, I was really fortunate to not face any of that stuff. But, um, yeah, basically, you guys get where I'm going with it. I'm just, yeah, you know, yeah. we want to be able to uh, share these positive outcomes and uh yeah 
Tom, take it away. I definitely like to hear stories from people about their, you know, their lives and things they've been through. Uh, I usually don't like to pry. It's a little closer. I don't like like to pry into people's personal lives a lot of times if if they're not willing to just uh, share, you know. I don't like to ask questions, but uh, I definitely like to listen to what people have to say. And Frank said he wanted to interview me about a car accident that I was in about eight years ago. And so I'm here today to tell the story. Yeah, I just think it's really inspiring. Um, So, yeah. Thanks, Tom. I'm not trying to pry, by the way. Oh, no. no. (laughs) I already know the story. (laughs) No, I mostly meant like... I mostly meant like... uh, No, no, I'm just joking. Say say somebody's like a a veteran and they were in a... Oh, my God, right? I don't like to ask about... Seriously. That's that's mainly what I meant. Have you ever been there while somebody's like doing that to somebody? You're like, hey, like, fucking chill out. I was was at at a job one time and I was at a house and one of my coworkers, he wanted to ask the guy about about his experiences, you know? Yeah. He said he was a veteran, and I was like, well, I mean, I'm not willing to ask, but that's on you if you want to ask him. I was getting all nosy with Manuel recently, but he's like my brother, so I was like, fuck it. I'm going to ask him some questions. Yeah, he he's told me some. I was in, like, podcast about, mode anyway. A little bit about <laughs> his experiences. Yeah, for sure. All right, I, 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 I hate to keep keep you off the 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 path, so... Um, almost a, a, no, it was almost eight years ago. Eight years ago, yeah, I was going to October of uh, 2012, it was actually the day before Halloween, and I was on my way home from work, coming up Highway 18, coming up the mountain, just, uh, on my way home to carve some pumpkins with my wife and my then eight-month-old son. When a car, it was a 2004 Chevy Tahoe, I believe. I just saw him coming straight at me, out of control. That's the last thing I remember. And then I got hit head on after that by the guy driving the vehicle. And I can barely remember what happened after that. I, I remember being pulled out of my car by some good Samaritans and... They ran me to the side of the road. And I think at first I didn't really know what was going on. And then after that, I uh, heard a lady that had pulled over to help. She was a nurse. She called 911, and she told them that there was a victim on the side of the road with a double compound fracture to my right leg, and... You know, there's just blood everywhere and it's bleeding from my head and everything. And then that's when I realized she was talking about me. And that's when the pain really set in. And So you got hit by a Tahoe. What were you driving in? I was in a little uh, Honda Accord, but it was an old Honda Accord, an 89. I oh, it didn't have any airbags or anything. At least it was, it was like steel, though, like the steel yeah. body kind of. It was a nice car, too. I liked yeah. that car. Were you wearing a seatbelt? I was. Yeah. And... And uh, what, about, what, about the, what about this person in the freaking Tahoe? Uh, he was probably wearing a seatbelt, too. Yeah, but uh, he was drunk, <laughs> right? Yeah, he was drunk. He was drunk. And, yeah. And I think he was high on meth or something. 
too. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Well, yeah, dude. Just recreationally, I think, you know, when yeah, you head up to the mountains for the day, you want to use a little meth. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I hate, I'm not making light of that at all, actually. No, that's that's all awful. Right. I mean, that's was, me. That's a defense mechanism. <laughs> it was pretty crazy. He, I, I remember, I don't remember him ever coming up to me to see if I was okay. And uh, I remember the ambulance came and they finally came and gave me some morphine or something to help the pain go away. And then they decided it would be a better idea if they airlifted me because they didn't know how bad like my neck was injured or anything like that because I was all messed up. You Were know, you so. aware of any of like thing that was happening at that point? Were they at, so they were asking you this stuff. They're like, hey, Tom, we're going to take you. Or was it just more or less like flying by probably? Oh, it seemed like it took forever. You know? Oh, okay, yeah, and, shit. Uh, and uh, I remember somebody grabbed my, because my car was actually smashed like a tin can. The front of the car was smashed all the way to the windshield. Yeah. And uh, even the roof was like buckled in. Like that's how hard the impact was. And, uh, and uh, there was actually flames coming out of the engine of the car. So like, <laughs> man, if nobody was there, it could have burned in there i mean i i didn't know what was going on i wouldn't have probably i, I don't know if i would have gotten myself out you know yeah like but, uh, who, whoever pulled you out yeah, good they, on them they use a Did, fire extinguisher to extinguish the, the flames i think and then uh it's uh, good to well, good to carry a fire extinguisher with you if you if you're especially if you're going up and down the mountain a lot and, and um i remember one one thing I remember was one of the paramedics was somebody that we went to high school with or I grew up with that I hadn't seen in a long time, but it was nice to see somebody that I, I knew. Nice, there. yeah. And I remember one of the people, I think, that pulled me out of the car, grabbed my cell phone for me, and they called my wife, and I was actually able to talk to her. And I'm just like, I remember telling her I was in a bunch of pain or something and they were going to take me to the hospital, but I was going to live. You know, I never thought I, I never remember thinking I was going to die. That's the crazy thing. I remember seeing him come. It was like madness. I remember thinking, what is going on? Like that, that doesn't seem right. You had moments to think while this giant vehicle is coming at you. I always think like it seemed like it was a long time when I saw it coming at me. But in reality, it was probably only like maybe a couple seconds. Yeah. That's so crazy. I think yeah. about that a lot when it comes to these type of accidents in our stream of consciousness. Um, and it's an abstract thought of mine. This is not solid thinking by any means, but I'm always, because I drive so much, I'm like, maybe there'll be some sort of hiccup that I'll notice or something. Because, you know, like it, it, you always hear these accounts of people, like there's these moments you don't remember. I don't know. That's a stupid thought. I apologize. <laughs> That's oh, just no. a rambling. <laughs> No, I, I just commute like, every single day, so I really driving, worry like, about oh, I don't it. Remember, I don't remember like driving that section yeah. the road or something like that. That's what I mean. So yeah. so I'm like, I tell myself, I'm like, if there's a section that all of a sudden I'm not remembering, like, uh, like is there, a, is there a split second where I'm going to know? Like, what's up with that split? What's up with that block that got removed? I think that happens to everybody. I know, right? Because it's a real common thing, but I don't know. I'm like trying to get on top of it because I just don't want it to happen because I'm just so paranoid driving up and down the mountain. And this was pre the divider. Yeah, it was. They decided to put this that divider bef- up like right after my accident happened, actually. Like a few weeks after or a month after or something. 
Yeah. We so we were just sick of people. Getting we had been working together for for like a couple of years. Is that accurate? Probably. And then you then you moved on. You started well, doing well, fences. Down the mountain. Yeah. For a and then time. that's what you were doing at that point. And then it wasn't very long because then you know, you know, pick up from the helicopter. So you you the helicopter oh, shows uh, up. You know, I the helicopter came and uh, airlifted Crazy. me to the hospital there, and uh, and I was laid in the emergency room for a few hours because it was a busy night in the ER, and my dad came and couple other people I think came and and then they finally came to set my leg and that was really painful and then I got a got a hospital room and I stayed there for like five days I think yeah I could go home because my leg was just broken really bad and um, I had just had cuts all and all and bruises all over my body and then I had that staple the back of my head closed because there was like a huge gash in the back of my head but uh yeah it was pretty rough it took my leg like they put a steel like a titanium rod or whatever it is steel or whatever going through the bone of my the bottom part the bottom uh, bone of my right leg. You're a bionic human from being. From my knee to my ankle. And Have you then, tried just kicking the shit out of somebody? No, because it's still. <laughs> no, I'm just, I know. Right? It's, still, uh, it'll never be 100%, it's not like. You know? It's not like. Yeah. Fucking damn it. <laughs> well, what, what happened was like it took a long time to heal, and yeah. it. Uh, I didn't do physical therapy as much as I could because I didn't have the money to do it because the insurance only covered so much and I needed like way more everything about it is extremely expensive because I couldn't work you know so okay so I'm sorry uh, my uh, dumbass so interrupted as far as the injuries training, so you got uh, therapy to like strengthen my right leg back and so yeah. now that it's been so long my right leg is just uh, not at all the same as my left leg as far as like power goes and everything like that yeah, like must. I don't even realize that I baby my right leg, but I do, you know. So. Right. So I, I'm sorry, I because I interrupted as you were going into the injury itself. You completely shattered your right leg, pretty much, right? Yeah, it was just it was, it was just mush. It was yeah. fucking mushed. A cool thing was I don't know if do you remember all of us coming to visit you at the hospital? Um, not really. Yeah. No. We briefly got to come and see you, which was really cool. There was like a whole group of us guys that showed I up do, from the crew. I don't remember a whole lot about uh, that week or that five days I was in the hospital. Yeah. yeah. What a crazy ass experience. Yeah. So you were hit by a drunk driver on meth. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, Fuck. Yeah, it was rough because he didn't have... Uh, his his girlfriend or his kid's mom, she had insurance on the vehicle, but he wasn't supposed to be driving, so he was excluded from the insurance policy. So it's like the whole story. He yeah. already had like a prior DUI or oh something. Oh, God. So the insurance company that she had was like, well, we don't have to pay you anything because he was specifically excluded from being able to drive, and he was driving. So, like, you know, they didn't have to... Then their insurance company didn't have to give me anything, and I I had insurance, but it just ended up being like a big, a big nightmare, you know, financially because of everything that happened. But 
you know, at least I can still walk and everything like that. Yeah. So, um, I think something that both of us witness and, uh, irks both of us is guys that, um, and this is pretty serious, obviously the whole subject is. So the other important part that makes the story so incredible is, is you go in and the easy route is, I'm sure they give you some sort of painkiller, right? Oh, when the night that it happened? No, just like as far as your treatment. Um, when it was broken? Yeah. Like, you know, afterwards for recovery. Like, did they prescribe you medicine? Oh, yeah, I had, I took, uh, I took some painkillers, some heavy painkillers, like for the first six weeks. Yeah. Cause they really pushed this, right? At first, I needed them. Right. Like, absolutely, you need them. I couldn't even stand up with my crutches cause all the, like all the blood would rush into my right leg and I couldn't bear the pain just to go to the bathroom. Right. So I would have to like, I would sit on the ground and I would take my broken leg and I would rest it on my left leg and I would just scoot through the house to go to the bathroom to brutal. go pee and stuff. Cause yeah. like, I was taking these painkillers and I had to take two every four hours and they made me super thirsty. So I drink a ton of water. Are you the type of guy that I likes painkillers? Like no, no, <laughs> not at all. Pain. No, I don't take painkillers normally. So then it just made me had to pee like all the time. So then I'm like, it was it was pretty rough at first for like the first, at least for the first few weeks it was it was rough. It was rough to even get like out of bed or off the couch, you know. But yeah, uh, it, I mean it is what it is, you know. But it, it was it's kind of crazy because I still think about it all the time. So it was kind of traumatizing. I think. So okay, there's probably holistic things a lot of people use. An important thing that I want to get to with that, that's really key with with um, with you and with Tara and with my brother, and that w- but we have seen with our friends that have been injured or s- share a similar injury. Maybe not the uh, an amazing like a crazy ass story like, but um, the the injury and then they get prescribed something. You get prescribed them for a certain amount, and then you turn into a total junkie. So what you have to do so there's a initial there's there's a financial thing that happens to you because you've had an injury right then you have this huge road to recovery where you have to take medicine and then and then you're faced with with, you're at the edge and maybe probably not even recovered because most of these injuries you never recover from you're always going to feel things from yeah correct i I mean i have arthritis in my knee and my ankle and my spine but you're faced with the decision. You're like, "Fuck! I have to quit using these drugs at frequency, or else I'm I'm gonna develop a problem because I have to go back to normal life." Yeah, some some people get addicted to that right. stuff. I mean, I didn't. I didn't. I, I right. Didn't have, I, How, I no, mean, I know that you're I a really no, strong-willed uh, guy. Problem. Yeah. I, mean, I, I don't know, but I don't. I just don't like the way those painkillers made me feel. They helped me when my leg was in a ton of pain. Right. But then once I didn't really need them anymore. I didn't. I didn't want them. Yeah, that's know? fucking awesome. But I'm lucky for that. I, guess. I was. Yeah, I was just gonna say. I'm like, man, you're so lucky, and I'm glad too. I'm personally glad for that because you know, yeah. I, I couldn't be your friend. For sure. <laughs> yeah, you know, in the same right you know. for me. I, if I was, if I was using some sort of stuff like that, you wouldn't be my friend. Straight up. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, But see, this is a curious you know, triumphant thing that anyway, I really that's, consider, that's Tom. I think it's really inspiring that you had that in you 
to, to put them down because you have to use them for recovery. And this is a huge battle for pe- millions I of mean, people. I mean, you don't have to. It just makes it, makes it a little bit easier, you know? <laughs> I guess you're right, right? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Well, I know somebody that broke their leg and never used anything. <laughs> yeah, I never. I say you it. have to, but right? I mean, it, you're absolutely right. I guess it makes life easier. There is many different things. People now turn to, you know, there's in California, you can completely openly use marijuana for these type of treatments. CBD is yeah. is massive for these type of things. But I don't think that they're, I don't think, I don't that, think they I hold this. To dis- me, like, I don't think that would like help pain, you know, <laughs> yeah. of something like yeah. that. Yeah, for sure. That's just my personal opinion, though. Right. Yeah. No. For for it being the main medicine in a in a in a in an instance where you're having trouble putting yourself on the toilet, um, and you need really literally a painkiller, it's 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 probably not going to have that kick. You know. But yeah. it it really does make it incredible that okay. So there's like this, the way I view it, and the way a lot of people see these type of things is like okay. There's this huge faction of people that go through these traumatizing things and then they're like, okay, it's a crutch. Literally you're on crutches first, <laughs> then fucking boom, boom, boom. But I didn't see that, man. You just really pressed through it. You know, it has been eight years, but the whole time you've just been grinding and, you know, like it almost seemed like, um, you know, you were, you were, you were just so quickly trying to move past it. Um, which is really important. Probably. I don't know, dude. Like I was just, um, ignorantly laughing about before we started um recording is that you know i've unfortunately but fortunately only broken like a a very small bone so i i really don't know much about like this this road to recovery but it's such something to admire because people change their lives over like a broken arm then they get hooked on vicodin then they get hooked on real heroin and then they get a hold of uh, fentanyl behind a liquor store and then they're dead you know some people and this is a classic story a lot yeah. of people we know yeah or yeah. or or they just kind of go down a road where then they, it just screws up their mind and then they're suicidal or something and yeah. they do some other stupid shit that's true but then we know some other people that god bless them if we could get their road to recovery stories on you know they've made a, a rebound from rock bottom of rock bottoms so yeah, that's true you know? some, yeah, there's some people out there that you, we should get on. Yeah, you like your some good, your uh, story is really incredible, sure. Tom, and I think a lot of people need to understand that you did go through that. Well, thanks, man. And that no, you're uh, fucking not skipping a beat, uh, and you still grind it out for your family, and you been, put, put it on the rough. table. There are some rough times through it all. Yeah, like, for sure. You know, I mean. There's definitely people out there that have had worse injuries than mine, but mine are definitely, it was definitely life-changing. Uh, I couldn't go back to the job I had before that because it was just way too hard on my my body, I guess. Like, my my right leg just isn't the same, but uh, uh, it's still in pretty good shape. I, th- I mean, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. You know, the, guy, the dude that hit me, he, he had to go to jail for a while, and, you know, I... Honestly, I wish the guy the best. Like, I hope that he changed his life. You know, so I don't hold any any grudges against him. Yeah, or what a crazy thing, man! No ill intentions on the guy, the drunk, methed out dude, who smashed into you head on like yeah. a psycho. <laughs> I know it's. That's my terrible nervous laugh, dude. That shit gets me kicked out of houses, you know, it's man. It's crazy when he <clears throat> when he hit me. He, we were on a bridge, so 
If I would have went to the left, I would have hit other cars that were coming. And if I would have went, if I would have went to the right, I would have flown off the bridge to like a certain death. Yeah. So all I could do is brace myself and take the impact. You know. I think for anybody commuting up and down the mountain, it's like you know, some it's like our worst fear, is that right there, is those seconds. Yeah, I could have easily died that day. A lot of people, sadly enough, didn't make it out when in the same type of situation. So I was definitely. Uh, maybe something was looking out for me that day. I don't know, but I'm thankful to still be here, to still have my family, and to be able to watch my son grow up and everything. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's lucky, man, and we're all lucky to still have you, dude. Fork and eggs. That's what yeah. I say now. I'm trying to censor myself from my mom. Yeah. Well, thank thanks for letting me tell the story, man. I mean. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, uh, the other, like, do you, do you have any, cause you're very modest, right? And, and because the thing is, is that you, I know you pretty well and you're just going to work through a lot of this stuff cause you're like a, a, a really solid dude. So, um, I think there's a lot of people, like I said, that use this type of stuff. I knew somebody, I've known people, never going to say any, any names or anything, but that have let certain injuries turn them into, like I said, turn them into drug addicts. Was there anything really that, that freaking, I know this is kind of a reiteration and I don't want to sound like freaking Tyra Banks or something, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, you know, like, um, what was I imagine it's probably just the family, huh? You're just like, I have to do this and just keep pressing forward, right? Yeah, I mean, it was just kind of like, this sucks, you know? At first, <laughs> to be honest with you, at first I was like, man, I was lying inside that hospital bed, and I swear at first I, 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 I did think, I was like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I must be getting paid from this, you know? Someone's gonna pay me, someone owes me some money, you know? That's what I thought, you know? Crazy, like, yeah, yeah. But, you know, it just... Sometimes that's not how things work out. The guy didn't have any money, so I did sue the guy because I, and by the end of it all, I really didn't even want to sue him anymore, but everybody told me I had to. That was just the way the system works and everything, and the thing is, is like I was stuck with tons of money in medical bills because my insurance company didn't pay hardly at all what it was, and I still owed like 80-something thousand dollars in the end of it, and so... I ended up having to go bankrupt or else I was going to get sued by the county for the high medical bills. And so I ended up going bankrupt and then I sued that guy and, you know, and his, and his girlfriend, but they didn't have any money. So they've never paid me anything. I'll probably never see anything from that, you know, but, <laughs> but at first I did think about that in the hospital. I was like, man, I'm probably going to get, I could have easily been hit by somebody with a bunch of money. But So for everybody and, out know, there. I'm just thankful to be, yeah. aside from all the money, you don't need, I don't, I don't need it. I mean, I'll make my own money. I just, you know, I'm, I'm thankful to be here and blessed to be here, to be able to be with you and good friends and family and everything still. So you, you know? let it set you back as long as it, as it did, as it did, that whatever. And then you moved on and you've grinded out. So you're, this is, this just is like incredible to me. Um, and, and not to mention, and I'll, I'll shout it out every day. Okay. We're just two kids from Crestline. Okay. And now we own our homes. 
All right. And yeah, whatever. We're in our mid thirties and we own our homes. Maybe some people own them a little bit later, earlier, whatever. But I'll tell you what. Okay. So so what you just highlighted on is fucking incredible, dude. So you're faced with this adversity. Boom. You get in this car accident. Then, then obviously financial adversity, bankruptcy within eight years, you now own your home and, and what you're about to go on fucking vacation, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, I, dude. I, mean, I know it's not. I know. I know we're not fucking Lamborghini but, uh, driving you know. crazy, anything like that. But what I'm what I'm saying is, is that, um, you you know, these things are, are really inspirational. It's inspirational would, yeah. to me. Well, you know. Thank you, man. I I went through. Uh, I actually used part of the, my time on disability from my broken leg to actually make more art and I started making music videos and doing a video editing on my own videos and videos with my group infinite vision and stuff like that and we had a good time and uh if it wasn't for the accident I, I probably wouldn't have done that and then I ended up making more music and then you and I started making music together and we formed infinite or I mean formed Abuminati and so I mean if it wasn't for the car accident I may not have ever done that. So I think everything happens for a reason. And I did go through some hard times as well, too, with my family. But my wife, she stuck by me through everything, and I'm thankful for that. And, you know, I love her deeply and my son. So uh, it's, you know, everything's everything's good now. I mean, I don't know. I kind of used a lot of it as a, as a chance to, like, you know, do some positive stuff instead of, yeah. Wasting time doing negative stuff. Is it now, obviously, uh, yeah, like you just said, you can now be like, especially faced with a hard day or, you know, or like the decision to, uh, you know, pour our hearts out on um, audio to people that could potentially make fun of us or you name oh, it. Yeah. I know. Right. It's still nothing compared to getting hit by a drunk driver and the road to recovery. Uh, you know, I've, I don't really know what else to say about it. Uh, I always think about it and think, you know, it was pretty bad. But yeah. there's there are people out there that have had it a lot worse. So I always think about that too. Yeah. I think it's always a good way to look at it.